Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is not a time to get distracted. The Believer's Walking in Righteousness with Brother James Ware is now on the air. His goal is to awaken you from the error of the gospel of Christ. If you have any questions or have a need for requests, please stay tuned until the end of the broadcast. We will be sure to provide his website along with his mailing address. Now, it gives me great pleasure to bring to you our minister, James Ware. God bless you. Truly, we thank the Lord for being here another day by way of radio. I count it a blessing as well as a privilege to be able to come to you this day by way of radio. At this time, let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ, I thank you. I honor you. I thank you for this opportunity to be able to speak that which you have put upon my heart to say. Now, Father, I ask you to bless those that are listening. God, that they hear with a true understanding. Be able to hear, as the scripture has said, to hear the conclusion of the matter. I thank you for what you're going to do in their lives. I thank you for the awakening as you gave to me that I able to see even the more. Now, Father, we ask you to bless that one that have felt they tune in by accident. Let them know it was your will, your plan for them to hear. Thus says the Lord. We thank you. We praise you. We honor you. In the name of Jesus the Christ, amen and amen. Well, praise God. Praise the Lord. I thank God for you, you, and especially you. Amen. I, I met two peoples today that was very inspirational. Amen. One of them, a young lady that I was talking to in the barbershop, her name was Sister uh, Miss Z. Amen. She told me her whole name, and I say, she said, everybody call her Z. And I see why, because she had one of them long names. You know how y'all millennials have these long, hard names. But anyway, thank God that she was uh, willing to communicate about the direction that one should be headed, he, uh, going. And we thank God for 
this brother I met, I always go in a particular restaurant and eat, uh, well, eat at Arby's. Amen. And uh, that brother was a blessing. I told him that he was, I thank God for him. He was just listening. Uh, I was able to communicate with him for his whole lunch break. <laughs> I guess he, he uh, was wondering, but that was Brother Dave. Amen. Brother Dave was a, a brother that he shared with me about his daughter, went to uh, Christian college and uh, school, and they sacrificed to do this, and on and on and on. We really had an upkeep uh, conversation today. Amen. So I had saw him before. He eat lunch in the same restaurant that I do, but I only come on a Thursday. Amen. And uh, so I thank God for the, just those two peoples today that was encouraged. Thank God for the ones that sacrificed to be a blessing to keep the broadcast on the air. Amen. It is a blessing, and the only reason that we can stay on the air is those of you that love the broadcast, love me enough to want to be a blessing. We don't beg, amen, if, if we feel that if you are trying to follow the Lord and do that which God was saying, amen, you will hear God even in your giving, amen. So we thank God for that. I want to say again, and I hardly ever say it, but I Sometimes the Lord give me a message before I get to the radio station. And I tries to, I guess the word says, uh, I tries to come to the radio station usually when I come, <clears throat> excuse me, I come with an attitude of, Lord, you know who hurting, you know who's in need, you know what they need. And because that I've came with that matter, I have had peoples to call me and to say, Brother Ware, your message was just what I needed. Not just one or two times, but the majority of time when I do that. So what I'm saying, I'm not telling this somebody that it's wrong to, to be prepared. No, ma'am, no, sir. Uh, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying that is how God uses me. Uh, of course, now, I've been in this for a little while, so I really have a little bit of experience in the Bible. I'm still learning. I'm still scribing to do that which God has commissioned me to do. Uh, I thank God for my teenagers. Amen. I just never thought I would be thrown in that realm. Thank God for the elderly uh uh, seasoned citizen. Amen. Thank God for them as well. I, I, I thought I wouldn't be doing that, but I, I thank God for how the Lord is directing my pathway. Amen. We often say we want God to direct us. I'm telling you, it's a different story. It's a different joy when we allow our pathway to be directed, and we know that it's God. It's not uh, what I feel or what I believe or what I think. Amen. Uh, yes, I can, well, met. I could uh, start a church or whatever. I can be a part. I've been offered 
two churches already, but I know, no, that ain't what God called me to be. So it's a different story, believer, <clears throat> excuse me, when you know that you've been called to do something and you're abiding in the calling that God has called you to be. Now, when I got this message uh, yesterday, was it? Yeah, yesterday morning, early in the morning, about four o'clock, and it, I'm, I'm thinking it was something else, and, and as I began to study and I began to see, and the question came to me, Brother Ware, will you marry me? Did you hear what I said? Brother Ware, will you marry me? Now, it wasn't a female, no ma'am, and it wasn't a, a male. I, I don't even think like, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't even think like that. Uh, that, that thought so far away from my mind. Uh, but even uh, when I heard that, I thought, why would I be hearing that? Brother Ware, will you marry me? And, and, and I said, okay, uh, as you, some of you that hearing this would question it as well. So I began to question, I began to talk to the Lord about that particular thing, whether I'm hearing this, I'm imagining this, or whatever. And then he began to open my understanding. And when he opened my understanding, then I began to see what being married to the Lord is all about. Yes, we talk this talk. We say we prepared, we want to be the bride of Christ. We say we want to follow him. Always come whatever in whatever. We want to be the follower of Jesus Christ. We tell it, you know, if, if somebody want to go and they don't want to go, Lord, send me. We got so many people that catching out the titles and all this, and they so caught up on that. They so caught up on organizations. They so caught up on all this stuff. And yet they say they want to be a part of the bride of Christ. They want to be married to Christ. Now, when I begin to see what does it take, what does one want uh, in their life, the one, and I'm speaking about those of you that are married and those of you that's not married. When you got married, it's certain things that you expected from that individual. Uh, when I married my deceased wife 30, well, 40-some years ago now, but, uh, well, it is 41 years ago if we had a, she had a been living, okay? But when I uh, married her, it was certain things that I thought. It was certain things that I began to look for. It was certain things that I began to expect. And it was certain things for her to say, yes, I will, when I asked her, guess what? She was expecting certain things. Anytime one get married, anytime one 
commit themselves to their individual, that individual, if you are married or if you are going to be married, you expect certain things. And when those things begin to unravel and when they begin to come, then you begin to say, okay, yeah, I want to marry this person because this person is the missing piece that's in my life. Uh, whether the sister say to the brother, yeah, you know, you sisters, you always lead anyway. Uh, make the man, a smart sister, make the man think that he's leading. But it wind up that he's not really leading. She's leading him. She's guiding him. So in the process of one getting married, she first got to figure out, do I want this? Or do I want that? Do I want to live like this? And then she allow herself to go in that direction that she would please only the man. The same way about the man. He would allow himself to go in order to please the woman that he's about to marry. So that's the way we say that we love God. The question was asked uh, in uh, the book of Matthews. I'm going to start there, and I uh, we'll leave from there and go on as we see. In the 22nd chapter, uh, and starting at the, the 36th verse, it says this, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, uh, did I say what I meant? Yeah, 22 and 36, and now I'm at 37. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Stop. Well, the next verse said, This is the first and the greatest commandment. Right there. He said that this is the first. And and then he went on, of course, you know about the loving your neighbor as yourself. And uh, in the process, when he said that, I went back. Well, if I'm loving God with all my heart, my soul, my mind, with everything, and I want to be a part of him, it's kind of like I'm saying I want to be a part of him, but at the same time, am I doing the things to please him to get to be a part of him? So as it is with the mate that you be looking for, so as it is with the Lord. Now, he gave us, now only thing God ever wrote in the Bible to us, only thing he ever wrote was the Ten Commandments, Okay the Ten Commandments that he wrote with his finger, according to the scripture. And after he wrote the Ten Commandments, he handed them to Moses. Of course, you don't heard me read that many times. I don't think I need to repeat it, but if I do, then when we open up the line, you're welcome to call me and tell me where it's at, and I'll give it to you. But in the process, the first four commandments is dealt with Loving God with all your heart, soul, 
body and mind. And the being in the position to marry, to be the bride of Christ. This is how that you're going to be that bride. You must focus on making him, and we're going to break it down since Jesus didn't break it down. He just said, loving him with all your heart, so and we can say we do and realize we don't. All right, in the beginning, he started on Exodus, the 20th chapter. I'm going to read this, and I'm going to break each scripture down in the first four. That's all it is to prove that God is uh, how we get ourselves uh, prepared for the wedding. The first thing you see, I am, uh, and the Lord God spake all these things and saying, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other God before me. The first thing we get, need to know, first of all, God brought us out of sin. God began to touch your heart, believers. If you are converted, if you are just convicted, it's God that brings forth the conviction. I don't care who said what. I don't care how many tracts you read. I don't care how many uh, sermons you heard. If you are convicted or converted, it all came from God. It didn't come from no other way but from God. Now, a lot of times, and, and you, you, you people that uh, study a little more, you might say Yahweh, uh, um, that uh, I am that I am, or Jehovah, because Jehovah came from the word. Uh, well, let me let me get it right. Uh, Elohim, uh, but the word was, I am that I am, which brought forth Yahweh, which Yahweh brought forth Jehovah. So now, here's what I'm saying. When you develop, when you get your life and together, you didn't do it. He did it for you. He began to bring forth the conviction. He began to bring you out of abundance. Otherwise, you would have stayed in abundance. You would have stayed in sin. You would have stayed in the position that you was in. When your husband, when your wife began to meet you, you out of all the thousands and hundreds of thousands and uh, people that you have met, that person that you decided that you're going to marry or you decided that they're going to marry you or however you want to do it, guess what? You appointed that, you came to that decision by knowing that that person was special in every area. You don't measure that person up in this area, you don't measure them up in that area, and you come out with, and then you allow, as we say, your heart to, to uh go towards that individual. And in doing so, the Lord felt the same way about us, the same identical way about us. We, he didn't tell us when you get converted, uh, you go and, uh, as they say, join this church and join that, and there's nothing wrong with that now, but that's not salvation. Your salvation relies on who brought you out of sin, and who brought you out of sin was the conviction of broken and a contrite heart. The Bible said God will not despise. So the first thing that happened, 
that he brought you out of bondage. Sin had you bondage, sin had you doing things, and you didn't know why you was doing it, but you was doing it anyway. You just did it because it was felt good or it was natural to do it. But the truth of the matter is, when you say, I want to be the bride of Christ, when you say, I want to take on Christ, I want to do that which Christ would have me to do. I want to do that, that the Lord will begin to come, uh, transform my life. When you begin to do that, you are saying that I accept, I accept that you love me, that you love me so much that you saw me on my way to hell. You saw me killing my own crazy self, didn't know any better, but you loved me enough. You say, I want you. I want to be in your life and I want you to be in my life. It ain't nothing good that we do and it don't make us no better than anybody else. What it does do is let you know that you're getting in line to marry him. So when I said, Brother Well, will you marry me? I'm saying the Lord is saying, look, if you really want to marry me, first thing you got to realize, I don't need no other uh, competition. It goes on to tell us that I am a jealous God, okay? And visiting the iniquity of generations of sin. In other words, I want you to understand, I don't have a, I forgive you, I brought you forth. So therefore, I'm not looking at your sin. I'm not looking at what you did. Peoples look at one another, but God doesn't look at one another. God convicts you. He, convict, he convicts you for a purpose because he has pulled you away from the, the, the downward road that you was heading. Somebody said, well, I never was drinking. I never was smoking. I never was hopping. And that's all well and good, but you still was a sinner. The Bible let us know that we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And in sin did your mothers conceive you. What you mean by that, Brother Ware? Okay, when your mama and daddy got you, it, it was getting you because they was pleasing the flesh. That was their purpose. They was pleasing the flesh. And in pleasing the flesh, God saw fit to cause, you know how y'all learn in school, the sperm cell goes and meet the egg and whatever, whatever. And anyway, you came forth. But that's flesh. That's pleasing flesh. So that right there made the, uh, the iniquity because flesh is an enemy against God. But God took that enemy and brought forth life and brought forth righteousness and brought forth a direction in your life by choosing you. Not only will you, he said, thou shalt have no other God before me. Um, he is saying, look, I'm the one. I want you to focus on me. Don't focus on nobody else. I don't know nothing that makes a, 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 a husband or a wife so angry for a man to come home and tell his wife, man, I see this lady here and this lady there and this lady doing this, this lady doing that, and can never see nothing that she's doing. Or vice versa. She see this, uh, uh, this man doing this and that man doing that. 
but she only have complaints when it comes. So what that do? That person is not preparing for a long marriage. Because what happens then, if you don't recognize and make that person the only person in your life, when you don't make that person the major person, then that person going to say, well, wait a minute, why should I focus on this? This person is not focusing on this. So in essence, here's, here's what we are saying. We pick up so many other gods. We feel that, okay, it's okay for me to glorify flesh and knowing that the enemy works in the flesh. When we know that when the devil went to Eve, the, the first thing he said, for God knows that you would be wise as him. That's number one. We want to be wise as God. And he know, uh, and God also know that you're going to be as him, knowing good for, and evil. He, she already know that. But because of the fact that the, that the enemy plays on people's minds and heart right now, he can't deal with the spiritual man, so he has to deal with the flesh man. The spiritual man is trying to be that bride preparing themselves to go forth to be the bride of Christ. So therefore, knowing that God done said, will you marry me? He pulled you away from all of the other folks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He made you. Uh, your family didn't even understand. How come you doing this? And how come you doing that? How come you uh, accepting this? When nobody else is accepting, I can remember very, uh, just like it was yesterday, even though it was 40 plus years ago. I remember that this thing was so strong on me that my dear mother thought I was losing my mind. She wanted, they had me at uh, Memorial Hospital sending my ABCs and asking me, can I count backwards from a hundred? And I finally told them, people, look here, I'm not crazy. I'm just in love with the Lord. I'm in love with God because God have chose me over anybody else. I was the first preacher on both sides of my family, on my dad's side and on my mom's side. I was the first preacher that he had chose. I, have, I was the first one that wanted to do a quarter, and, I, and it, not of my goodness now, y'all. I'm not, I, I, I want it to sound like I'm bragging, but I had a mindset to be all that I can be in the Lord. And I got away from it easy. We try to say, well, if we do this, we do that, and we get this, and we get that, and then we'll find ourselves drifting away from the concept of love. The husband that's getting, the man that's getting ready to get a wife, he don't want to do things to please. He want to do what? Cause them to love him for who he is, not for what he's doing for, vice versa. The woman want the man to love her for who she is, not what she can do for her. God only saying, I'm the only God. I want you to have no other God. You say, well, what about this God? I'll be right back, and I'm going to tell you some of the gods that we put in our life in a couple of minutes. God bless you. Praise the Lord, my friend. Brother Ware will return shortly.
I would like to take a minute to invite you to pray for the believers walking in righteousness and minister Brother Will. We thank you for listening and would be really grateful if you would let a friend know about the broadcast. Please stay tuned until the end of the message for all contact information. We will be taking questions and comments in the second half of the broadcast. Please call 404-355-8699. That's 404-355-8699. And now, welcome back, Brother Ware. God bless you. We are back. We thank God for those of you that's tuning in with us on Facebook, those of you that just listening by radio, and those of you that's just stay tuned. As we say, hear the conclusion of the matter before you uh, form an opinion. Amen. We thank God for what God is doing. Amen. Because I'm telling you, it was an eye-opening eye-opening message to me as I begin to uh, dwell in. All right. Uh, she said 404-355-8699. Question or comment? Question or comment? 404-355-8699. We would love to hear from you if you have a question on it. Amen. All right, let me dive back in there because I, I need to get this down to the point where I'm trying to go because I don't want to no, leave nobody holding on. Amen. Uh, when we were saying God is a jealous God, we was talking about the subject I'm using, brother, where will you marry me? That's what the Lord began to show. And he began to take me to... The uh, as I read earlier, Matthew's 22 and 37, and read that first, that 36 and 37 verse, and I began to teach, uh, began to listen to what the Lord was saying. If you love me, do these things. Now listen, and I made an example, and I brought it home. I'm trying to bring it home to a relationship. In a relationship, you expect certain things. If you don't get that certain things that you expect, you know what happened? You don't have a relationship. That's what happened. 
Why? Because of the fact that you didn't uh, receive that. So if you're married, if you're already married, it was certain things that you look for and you begin to believe that that person. So the first four commandments, believers, is to be how to become the bride of Christ, regardless of what you're thinking, what you're feeling, or how you look at it. Now, uh, because God said, I'm a jealous God, visiting the iniquity, I went and I began to show you that how that God don't want you to have no other God before him. Let me ask you this. When the last time you were sick and the first thing you did was go to the doctor and after the doctor couldn't do but certain things and you were so sick, the next thing you began to do is do what? Lord, please heal me. Well, why you didn't go him first? You Again, we putting the doctors ahead of God. You might not think so, but it's been time proven that we put the doctors, we put a security system, we put that ahead of God. The Bible says if God don't watch it, the watchman that watches is in vain. So guess what? You can't, I'm not saying it's wrong to have the doctors, because the Bible says that if you're the sick need, uh, uh, the, those that are here need not a physician. So those that are sick need a physician. So we are not trying to get you from doing this, but I'm trying to get you, if you're planning on marrying him, don't put no other God. It's so easy to work a God into the midst of what he's doing. Not only that, and he said, uh, being he, after that, the first thing when we learn about not having another God, see, boy, we can make so many gods out of everything. We got to understand having a God, when you begin to put things in the head of Christ, I got to do this to be saved. I got to do that to be saved. It's a lot of do's and a don't. That's what makes one find themselves falling and in jeopardy or falling in condemnation because you're trying to prove yourself and still allowing God to be your proof. Amen. Let him do it. I'm depending on you. Listen, when, when I was uh, working, my wife depended on me to provide for the family. I know it's a new day, folks. I'm not, don't, you ain't got to call me on that, and you ain't got to text me or write me or none of that. I know it's a new day. I know that when they get together with relationships now, that they believe that uh, they discuss those things. And I, and I don't have a problem with that. That's you all don't have a problem with it because this is the time that we're living in. Things change. Uh, my granddaddy, I can remember riding with him on the wagon when I was a kid. Uh, and we going downtown on the wagon. I could jump off, walk a little bit, and then jump back on the wagon and say, we can outrun this. Me and my brother Otis, uh, we were doing this. But guess what? Things change. What? Then we got a car, then we got a truck, and then we got a tractor, and then we got all these things. But things change. But the, the concept was still what? To go downtown. You got what I'm saying? Now, the next thing I see that what makes God, uh, that it goes on to say, thou shalt have, uh, I shall not make unto me graven images. 
Everybody familiar with it. I'm not going back and you can search it. When the children of Israel came through uh, the Red Sea, uh, uh, after they departed the Red Sea, when uh, Pharaoh's army was behind them, in the process, what happened? The sea was departed for the children of Israel. They saw, and then when the uh, Pharaoh's army got in the midst, they, they, they wagon wheels, I mean, uh, the wheels come off, they got stuck, and all of a sudden the water came and drowned them in the Red Sea, in the sea. Okay, in the process, listen now, in the process that they was drowned in the sea, guess what? Pharaoh, uh, the, the children of Israel knew who did that. They knew that God did that. They knew without a shadow of a doubt. Some of the things that done took place in your life, you know it was God. I don't have to question certain things. I knew it was God that took place in my life. So now, if I understand that I'm putting an uh, uh, image, all right, here's your image. Some of us got pastors for images. Oh, yeah, we got pastors in God. You say, no, 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 I wouldn't do that. Listen, the Bible says I sit among you. Don't, don't get it twisted now. I put among you apostles, prophet, uh, uh, evangelists, and pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the church, for the perfecting of the body. Listen, they are put there in order to lead you to a closer walk to God. But the problem is we getting a closer walk to the church denomination and the church building. We think nobody's right but us because nobody is doing what we are doing. We are doing our little thing and God done direct the pastor and the pastor saying this is the way we should do it. He's the soul. He have became God. You say no, no, no. Whether you believe it or not, if it's contradicting the word, and see, I often said, uh, uh, I studied with a few other peoples on the phone and it, uh, when we are not in a fellowship, and, and I say, anything we want to do, you name it, I can find scripture to justify it, but it don't make it right. When it's taken away from the grace and the, uh, and the compassion and the holiness of God, then we are losing out, folks. It doesn't matter about you wearing this and you wearing that. You say, but oh, brother, well, you're the one that said we shouldn't wear this. Listen, if you are dedicated to the Lord, there are certain things you won't wear if you are dedicating it to the Lord. You know why? Because it's showing that you are not a part of the body. It's still showing that you are doing things to edify the body away from Christ. So yes, it's it's about up here. If uh, listen, if you finna marry God, if you are in love, you want to be the bride of Christ. Guess what? You're going to see Him. You're going to say, "Is this decent for me to go out?" Because see, you don't want the devil looking at you and saying, "Oh wow, what about this or what about that?" Why? Because you're dedicating to yourself to the Lord. So, yes, your appearance uh, do uh, hold fast, hold to you, but at the same time, you can't make that a, a part of salvation because of the fact that when you begin to do that, 
you began to make images. And your images may not be what described to someone else. No, it may not be. Because, see, what's for me, amen, it may not be for someone else. If God convicted me, I'm just using this, you all, not to eat uh, sugar. And then I look at everybody else because they eating sugar. Then I say they going to hell. I have already made that sugar an image. So you need to remove all the so-called images and the so-called things that's pulling you away because of the fact that when, they, when you get things in your life, all right, it says what? Thou shalt have no other God before me. I told you we said this, we said that. Thou shalt not make unto me any graven image. Or you shouldn't bow down. We commit to things that's so ungodly. Oh, it might not be drinking, brother, sister. It might not be uh, smoking. No, ma'am. That's an outward thing. But what about your heart? Where is the love and compassion for the Lord? What happened to your love and compassion? Do you have compassion for somebody that's walking contrary to the plan and the will of God? We are not having compassion because of the fact that we are following other people. We are allowing this person and, and whoever get on board, the most get on board, that's who we want to follow. If that person is on board, and I don't know why we believe that the majority rule, because the world have made that the majority don't rule when it comes to Christ. Because having Christ plus nobody is greater than having Christ plus everybody. That's, that's the problem. So we come up with our graven images, uh, and we come up and we have all these different things. If I do this, if I do that, what, what, what happened to Christ, you all? How is it that we are not relying on Christ to be Lord? How is we saying he's Lord when I follow this and follow that and go in this and go in there, but yet I have a nasty spirit? I have a, a backbiting heart, I uh, have a this or that. I don't have compassion for my brothers and my sisters that's walking contrary. I don't have compassion enough. What happened to the compassion of Christ? What, how is it that we saying we love God and we are doing things that the world do? Man, I wish I could say more, but but in, in, in that that, but I don't want nobody to think that I'm church ba uh, bashing, cause I'm not. Cause you might be in a Bible believing, Bible teaching church, and following a man of God that has surrendered his life, and if they are doing that, he's going to be leading you to Christ, not into things of Christ, not into rituals of Christ. He's going to get your heart stirred so that you will have a, convic a conviction to pray and to even fast. When the last time you fast for somebody that's not even close to you? Oh, if you got a little one that's sick, if you got this, you, you, you don't have a problem. But what about this person that you really don't know that you see? Or maybe you just know them by off. Just, 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 just know of them. Is it that you can always condemn? You can always say this person is not that and that person is not this. Now, let, let, let me go. 
He he is what, and and then after you make him a graven image and you're bowing down. What you mean you're bowing down and and, and doing things? Look at how you sacrifice to do what you want to do. But how many times you sacrifice to do what God did? If 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 the word come to you that you shouldn't do this, all right, and and, and you'll find an excuse to do it. All right, then number number three. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Oh, brothers and sisters, you'll realize how many church people, we ain't talking, I know, I know, yeah, profanity is using the name of God in vain uh, and using the name of, uh, when you holler uh, God this and God that and you don't really mean it. But you know what really using God's name in vain is most saints are doing that today. You know how come they are doing that today? Is because of the fact that they are saying they're worshiping God, but they're saying God is saying, but they are trying to get a point across. They are trying to get this point across, and then they'll say, the Lord said, or the Lord did. You're using his name in vain. You, God ain't said these things to you. And the reason he ain't sinned, it have not came to pass according to some of the other stuff that we have did. But because of the fact that we love using his name. We love using his name because of the fact that they're saying his name. That if, if, if I use his name, then guess what? You'll listen to me. You'll hear me. No, ma'am. No, sir. You're using the name in vain. When you go and you're not married, oh, come on now, and you, even though you may be uh, getting ready to marry that person, but somebody say, are you all married? Uh, uh, can, can you sign the check? Uh, and you sign your married name. Listen, when you are married, uh, if your last name is where, when you sign that check, you can sign where because I'm, I'm connected to where. If you're not really connected to God and you're using his name, the Bible, let me know you're bringing damnation upon your own self. If you just read a little further, when you are doing that, folk, you cannot use God's name in vain. Oh, so many need to stop using the name of the Lord in vain. The reason I'm saying that, we would have the confusion. Think about it. We wouldn't have the confusion that we have. Why? Because we are using God's name. We're saying, God put me this. God told me that. God said this. You're using his name in vain. Why don't you just say, well, I, I, I believe that I should be doing this. I believe that I should be doing that. Why always using his name and he didn't tell you to do Now, here come my favorite one. Now, one, get married, Okay. When you say, I'm committed to this particular man, the first thing this man do is do what? He give you a ring. You know, nowadays, we, we know back in, back in the day, they didn't do all this. They, they don't, some people even now don't deal in uh, doing, uh, putting uh, jewelry. They don't deal with jewelry. But we're saying overall picture. The first thing you want to do is get you an engagement ring, right? Why? You want to signify to the world that I'm engaged. 
And if you couldn't afford nothing else, I remember back in the day when I got married, I couldn't afford too much of nothing. Matter of fact, I had to borrow the five dollars uh, to get my uh, marriage license when we came up with the decision. Uh, and when I borrowed the five dollars, then I definitely couldn't afford a ring if I'm borrowing five dollars and had to pay that back, the, you know, next payday. So guess what? Uh, the signifying that you are married is a ring. Now you say, wait a minute, wait a minute, brother. Well, what you mean by that? All right, let's see what God says on signifying that you is what? Wearing a ring, okay? Now, here's what his signature is. This is not Brother Ware's. This is not what James Ware think about it. This is what the, this is what the scripture said. Speak thou also to the children of Israel, and we are drafted in. I'm sure you all know that. I'm sure you done heard this and heard that, that when you get converted, I'm drafted into it. Because these preachers want you to use, they want you to use, get the benefit with, without doing this. So, all right, speaking to the children, Valent, my Sabbath shall keep that ye shall keep, for it shall be a sign between, listen, between me and you throughout your generation. You know what? Hey, this is not Brother Ware again. What makes, what makes the Sabbath a sign because you are following the one that you are in love with? Not because you have to do it. No, ma'am. No, sir. Not because it's part of the salvation. No, ma'am. No, sir. It is to prove that I'm wearing the wedding ring. The, you don't make the woman wear no wedding ring. You don't make her put on, the, the woman don't say, well, you better put on this uh, wedding band, man, to prove that you married so these other single women can leave you alone. They will begin to uh, see that you are a married man. So the man put on the wedding band, and let's just say, if you don't believe in expensive jewelry or whatever, you want your wife to wear a wedding band. Why? Because you want her to know that she belongs to you. Oh, somebody else look at her. I want y'all to say, that's my wife. Yes, that's my wife. She wearing a wedding band. No longer do she sign her name, Miss, so-and-so-and-so-and-so. She signed her name, Mrs., so-and-so-and-so-and-so. So why? Because she have taken on that commitment to say, I'm going to be your wife. I'm going to be married, or I am married. So when it says, Brother Ware, when you marry me, are you willing to take on the commandment? Are you willing to take the first four, as I read from the New Testament, to prove my point uh, that that's what makes you what? Show forth. You just wearing the rain. No, no, no. The marriage ain't the rain. But it's a signature to say it's a sign to say that I'm married. Now, guess what? Let me go on before I close right quick and give you uh, some more New Testament scriptures that you can see why I'm saying, why I'm talking about the bride, uh, talking about you being married. When I read in the book of Ephesians, around the uh, uh, fifth chapter, and 
around the 21st verse. The scripture says this, Husband, love your wife, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Oh, so he loved it some, himself so, so much for the church because he knew the church going to be his bride one day, so therefore he was willing to do this and that he might, listen now, that he might uh, sacrifice, uh, uh, let me get this close, that he might sacrifice and clean it with the washing of the water by the word. other words, he don't want to look at the past. He ain't dealing with the past. He's dealing with right now. So right now is this is what I need to do. Why? Because in the 27 verses say that I might present unto myself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or uh, any such thing, but that should be holy without blemish. Guess what? Here we go. He said, I'm presenting to myself. Yes. Uh, Christ said, I'm presenting. So as it is with the man. He said, look, I ain't worrying about who you had before I got. Who was you with before I was there? I'm worrying about you now. And I want to look for you, not the past. We're talking about the future. And because the future is the only thing that we should be looking at. The future being with the Lord. So if you're planning on being the, the, the bride of Christ, if you're planning on being married, then these things, you cannot get away from these things. And then uh, 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 it, even in Revelation when John said, John said, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down from God uh, coming down uh, for God out, uh, I'm sorry, let me try that one more time, please forgive me. All right, it says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. Revelation 21st chapter, first verse, it said, was passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Folks, let me tell you something. I'm telling you what God wanna make you. He wanna what he wanna make you. It ain't about a lot of do's and a don't. I know preachers teach this that you do this, you do that, and we get so caught up but they forgot about the heart. They, they, they converted the outward person. The outward person is doing what it says, uh, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. But what about the heart? Is you got the heart focused on obeying God and being the bride, being the bride. Those four, first four commandments is to prepare you for being the bride. I'm telling you, in order for you to be the bride of Christ, you must present yourself holy, a living sacrifice without a spot of blemish. No, ma'am, no, sir, that ain't about uh, doing what I feel is right or doing what somebody else feels is right. No, ma'am, no, sir. It's obeying the scripture. 
and obeying that which you know to obey in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, it is more about uh, doing the things that God wants you to do. And that's is so far. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I praise you. I honor you. God, I ask you to deal with the hearts of those that have heard this message, that they will get a right concept to be obedient to you in the areas that they know. God, we thank you. We praise you. We honor you. In Jesus, the Christ's name, I pray. Amen and amen. Listen, you can reach me by visiting the website, Brother James Ware, or 404-293-7557. We want to hear from you. Brother Ware is saying, as I always say, you don't have the problems you think you have. All you need is more faith in my Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. God bless you. Praise the Lord. We pray the message that you just heard was a blessing to you. If you would like to hear this message again, or if you have a special prayer request, please feel free to write Brother James Ware at P.O. Box 161001, Atlanta, Georgia 30321. That's Brother James Ware at P.O. Box 161001, Atlanta, Georgia 30321. You can also learn more about the ministry of Believers Walking in Righteousness or Brother James Ware by logging onto his website brotherjamesware.org that's www.brotherjamesware.org we're looking forward to hearing from you really soon we truly pray that this broadcast has lifted your spirit and awakened you as 2nd Timothy 2.15 states to study show yourself approved unto God until the next time be blessed your destiny is too important to give up for Where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair. Where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair.